Welcome to The Backstory with Dr. Ricky Singh. This podcast is focused on bringing you the latest research-based information about dramatically improving health, well-being, and quality of life. And here's your host, Dr. Ricky Singh. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Backstory. Today, I want to talk about your weight. It may not be what you think. It's not about your weight in and of itself. It's more what makes up your weight, fat versus muscle. And also, where is most of your weight located? One of these measures is your body fat percentage. And this is how much of your weight is made up of fat compared to the lean tissues like bones, muscles, and organs. While your total weight may not give you much information about your health, learning how much body fat you have can actually help you learn your risks for certain diseases. People who have higher body fat percentages are likely to develop chronic disease like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and even some cancers. There are many ways to test your body fat percentage. Some are expensive and easy. Others are more expensive and complex. Today, we're going to explore the different ways to measure your weight and your body fat percentage. But first, let's talk about body mass index. What is BMI and how do you calculate it? BMI is a rough estimate of your body fat and it can be inaccurate for many people. One of the glaring limitations of BMI is that it only takes into account your overall weight it can't really tell the difference between lean body mass, muscle mass, and fat storage. For someone who has more muscle weight than the average person, a BMI may actually estimate and label that person as overweight because BMI can't tell in which part of your body you carry extra fat or extra weight. Studies actually shown that fat in the hips and the thighs doesn't actually contribute to ill health effects the same way abdominal fat does. So it's much more important to calculate where the body fat is than just overall body fat percentage. BMI or body mass index can be calculated using your height and weight. The formula is weight divided by height squared. It's easy to find a BMI calculator online and it's probably one of the reasons why BMI is so commonly used. Certainly, BMI can help identify people who have excess weight or obesity, but it's imperfect. It's not a whole lot better than measuring how much water you displace when you get into a bath. If you look at the numbers, a healthy BMI is considered to be between 18.5 and 24.9 kilograms per meter squared. So if you have a BMI of 25 to 29, you may be considered overweight and a BMI above 30, you are considered to have obesity. So why is BMI so commonly used and what are some of the shortcomings? As I mentioned earlier, BMI is far from a perfect tool. It estimates body fat based on a person's height and weight, but it doesn't take into account age and genetics, race, muscle mass, fat distribution. The important thing to understand is that it's not just excess fat that affects a person's BMI. So equating BMI with body fat is actually not a great practice. 
So what are some other reasons that a person may have a higher than normal or lower than normal BMI? The first is muscle mass. Body mass index is not a good measure of body fat for athletes or for people who have more muscle mass. They might in fact have a higher than normal BMI and still have a healthy amount of fat. What about age? People tend to lose muscle mass and gain fat as we get older. And because of this, older adults' BMI often suggests that they have lower body fat than they actually have. The BMI scales were also created using data from Caucasian or white men. So the scoring doesn't work so well for women. It also doesn't work so well for non-white people. Women often have more body fat than men with the same BMI. In black people, BMI often overestimates body fat, while in some Asian people, it commonly underestimates body fat. The most important thing is that BMI doesn't tell us anything about where the fat is located. And this is the most important shortcoming, since it's clear that people with fat around the middle abdomen area, also known as visceral fat, have a greater risk of health problems like diabetes, heart disease, Alzheimer's, and cancers than those people with fat just located in their arms, their bottoms, or even their thighs. So let's look at body fat percentage. Now there are many different ways to measure your body fat percentage. Each way is a little bit different, so you'll really wanna consider the pros and cons of each before choosing one. And here are some common ways to calculate or even measure your body fat percentage. The first is a body fat calculator. This is by far the easiest way to measure your body fat, though it is quite inaccurate as are other methods. You can find these free body fat calculators online. They will ask you some questions about your weight, about your height. Since women tend to have a higher body fat percentage than men, there are two different calculations depending on your sex. The second technique is a skin fold caliper. This is a little bit more accurate than a body fat calculator. A caliper is a tool that you can use to measure how much body fat you have. Using the tool, you can pinch and measure different parts of your body, which tells you in millimeters how much fat you have underneath your skin. A doctor or a physical therapist or another healthcare provider can often measure your body fat using these calipers, or you can purchase one at home for $30. Typically, it's recommended to pinch and measure multiple different parts of your body, such as the back of your arm, your thigh, your abdomen, and then plug these numbers into the calculator to find your body fat percentage. Another form of measurement is called hydrostatic weighing or underwater weighing. This is more accurate than other methods, and when performed properly, hydrostatic weighing can be accurate to 1-2% to compared to the other advanced methods. The problem with hydrostatic weighing is that it's more difficult to find a place that will do this for you. Typically, hydrostatic weighing is done for athletes or done in the context of scientific research. And essentially, since fat and lean body mass have different densities, weighing yourself on land and weighing yourself underwater, then comparing those two numbers can give you a fairly accurate representation of your body fat measurement. And for many years, hydrostatic weighing has been viewed as the gold standard for getting an accurate measurement of body fat, but now there are newer methods, which we will go into in a moment. One of the newer innovations that have hit the health and nutrition scene are body fat scales. These are also called 
bioimpedance analysis devices. And basically, these body fat scales use electrodes to measure the amount of water in your body, which then can be used to estimate body fat. These devices are quick. They're pretty accurate, but they, again, don't tell you where the body fat is located. Some of these smart scales give you more than just your weight. They also give you an entire host of body composition stats, including your metabolic age, your abdominal fat, sometimes even your resting metabolic rate. And how they work is they send tiny electrical impulses through the body and then measure how quickly they return. This works because the current flows more easily through parts of the body that are mostly made up of water, such as muscle and blood, than they are through fat and bone. The plus side of using a bioimpedance analysis device or one of these scales is that they're simple, they're quick. The measurement can be taken just by standing on the scale. The percentage of body fat is given instantly. And some of these devices also connect to a fitness app on your smartphone. The downside, however, is that the reliability of these results can vary. If you're dehydrated, then the amount of body fat will be overestimated. You'll also need to take the measurements in similar conditions to get reliable and accurate results. They may not be suitable for everyone, for example, in patients who have an intracardiac device or a pacemaker. Some are relatively inexpensive, between $15 and $30, and some of the different models can be extremely expensive. One of the major issues with body scales or bioimpedance analysis devices is that they depend on how many points your body is in contact with the machine. For example, if you're using a standing scale version, when you stand on the metal pads, this sends the electrical signal up one leg, through the hips, and straight back down the other leg. It doesn't loop through your upper body. So if you're bottom heavy, you have more fat in your lower half, then this method will give you a higher estimate of your total fat mass. On the other hand, if you're using a machine where you only hold the metal handles, this will send the signals through one hand, through your arm, through your chest, and straight back down the other hand, so it only reads the top half of your body. So again, if you hold more body fat in your bottom, it's going to underestimate how much fat you have because it's only looped through the top half of your body. Let me share my experience with two specific body scales or bioimpedance analysis devices. The first is called the Rempho Smart Scale, spelled R-E-N-P-H-O. This is the scale that I use. Basically, it's a digital scale that can actually be kind of fun. It's a great way to track some of my personal health data. It measures not just body weight, but also calculates body fat percentage, BMI, your muscle mass, and almost a dozen other different stats. The challenge with the Renfo scale is the accuracy. The Renfo device can also calculate your metabolic age, which I like to look at, thinking that I'm younger than I actually am, your total fat percentage, your subcutaneous fat, your muscle mass. Not to throw too much shade on the Renfo, it's probably not the most accurate measure of body fat percentages. What I like about using the Renfo Smart Scale is that when I step on the scale, I pull up my app on my smartphone and it automatically shows different body metrics and I can trend those over time. The biggest problem with the Renfo Smart Scale is that it's using the standing scale version. 
So the signals are only traveling through my lower half of the body, not giving me an entire calculation of my total fat body content. A more accurate measure of body fat percentages can be done with the in-body scan. The in-body scanner also works using bioelectric impedance analysis to measure the amount of body water in your body by reading the number on low-level currents. Perhaps the most novel addition to the in-body scale is that you have contact with both your feet and your hands. Thus, the electrical impulses are traveling through your upper body, through your lower body, through your hips, and even through your abdomen to give you a more accurate reading of body fat percentage and other body composition statistics. The challenge with the in-body scale, as with other bioimpedance electrical devices, are that the accuracy and the reliability of the data can fluctuate and there are a multitude of factors that can come into play. The first is exercise. The time that you choose to weigh yourself on the in-body scale is a big determining factor on how the reading will go. This is especially true in regards to the body fat reading. If you think about it this way, during your workout, the water in your body is concentrated into areas of your body that need nutrients and have waste products that need to be removed. Once you've completed your workout, your body fat levels and impedance levels will both decrease. This means that you'll have a leaner appearance on your post-workout readings. The other factor is body temperature. Temperature has a major effect on how the in-body scale reads your analysis. When your temperature increases, your body fat percentages drops. As a good rule of thumb, when your body temperature decreases, your impedance increases. So it's important to know that if you've just finished your workout or you've spent time outside, your body fat reading is not going to be completely accurate. What are some pros and cons of some of these body scales? The biggest benefit is that it provides you with the ability to measure your body fat percentage from the comfort of your own home. And while the convenience is great, you need to remember that there are a number of factors that impact the accuracy of these results. And using this method as the sole measurement of health and progress is going to prevent you from seeing the big picture. Another drawback of the scale for these fat loss is that it isn't able to account for where your body fat lives. Physicians and other healthcare providers, we tend to be more concerned with fat that's around the midsection, around the organs, because as I mentioned earlier, this is what can lead to serious illness and disease. But if you're looking for a way to trend your body fat percentages and your lean muscle mass, then I recommend getting one of these body scales to start your fitness journey. Perhaps the most accurate and sensitive way to measure not only body fat percentage, but other metrics is through the use of a DEXA scan. DEXA stands for dual energy X-ray absorptiometry, and it's a great way to measure your body's density via the absorption of these x-ray photons. These x-rays are very low energy. They're very safe. The machine measures how much of this x-ray photons are absorbed in different parts of your body, which can give you an accurate picture of your body density. And studies have shown that DEXA scans are a cheaper and easier way to distinguish risk among individuals with type 2 diabetes and other metabolic diseases. The problem with the test is that it's typically done in the medical setting it requires the use of a skilled technician. The price tends to be a little bit higher. Nowadays, concierge practices are offering this test for a few hundred dollars. 
but it is one of the most accurate ways to measuring body fat percentage. The major plus of using a DEXA scan is it not only tells you your total body fat percentage, but it can also tell you where your body fat is distributed and how much is subcutaneous fat, which is the fat underneath your skin, and how much is visceral fat, which is the fat in your midsection surrounding your vital organs. When we think of DEXA scan, typically it's used to measure bone density, but it can also measure body composition. By measuring the absorption of the photon beams into the body, we are able to get readings for not only bone mineral density, but lean body mass, muscle mass, and fat mass. The benefit is that this method is safe, it's precise, it's reliable, it's quick, it takes around four minutes. And again, it's considered the gold standard for measuring body composition. The downside is that it's not as accessible as these other devices. It is more costly. It can be a few hundred dollars to obtain a DEXA scan study. If you look at some of the literature, body mass index or BMI has been the leading measure that we use to calculate someone being overweight. But as I mentioned earlier, this calculation is just based on height and weight and can be misleading. In fact, a study conducted at the North American Menopause Society showed that 18% of women with a normal BMI had excess fat around their viscera, around their organs, that was found on DEXA. And using incremental DEXA scans can tell a much more accurate picture than using BMI to track progress. While DEXA scans are typically reserved for patients in the medical setting, athletes have started to use this scan if they are curious to track their muscle mass and overall fat percentage. Recently, DEXA scans are grading broader appeal. Even the average person who is just curious about their health can get the scan in order to gain insight regarding their body composition. So what are some of these metrics? The first is total body fat percentage. This is the percent of the body that is composed of fat. This will also change based on temperature, based on hydration, and also based on the amount of lean muscle mass. The next is your fat mass index. This is the total amount of fat you have in kilograms relative to your height. Visceral adipose tissue, probably the most sensitive and reliable test from a DEXA scan. Visceral adipose tissue is hormonally active component of total body fat. This measurement reflects the amount of internal abdominal fat, which is around the organs. Remember, this is different than subcutaneous fat, which lies just beneath the skin. An increased visceral abdominal, visceral adipose tissue has a higher correlation with cardiovascular and metabolic disease risk than subcutaneous fat. Skeletal muscle mass is also calculated using a DEXA scan, and this is an estimate of the total amount of skeletal muscle you have. Now, because muscle has approximately the same density as other organs, like your liver, like your heart, like your smooth muscle, you aren't able to directly calculate the amount of skeletal muscle you have, but studies have shown that there is good correlation between a DEXA scan's measurement of skeletal muscle mass and that measured by MRI scanning. Resting metabolic rate, or RMR. This is the number of calories the body needs to maintain its current mass under resting conditions. The value is provided by the DEXA scan. It's estimated 
from the amounts of different tissues and tissue-specific metabolic rates. It can kind of be thought of as an ideal resting metabolic rate given the individual's body composition and size. And of course, bone density. Bone density shows how dense the bones are, and that can be used to assess one's risk of osteopenia or osteoporosis. Typically, bone density is provided in two numbers. One is the Z-score, and this compares your body density to someone of normal, similar age and similar body size. And the second is the T-score, which compares your bone density to someone who is 30 years old. So then the question is, what is a good body fat percentage? It's important to remember that body fat is useful and it is a necessary part of your body. It helps us store vitamins. It helps us maintain healthy pregnancies. It helps us protect internal organs. And biologically, women tend to have more fat stores than men. So studies have shown that healthy body fat percentages for women are between 25 and 30%, and those for men are 18 to 24%. And anything above those ranges can be considered classification of obesity, and could be associated with higher risk of several diseases. So I've talked to you about body mass index, your ideal body fat percentage, and ways to calculate or measure body fat percentage. Now that you have that data, how do you lower your body fat? It's important to remember that you can be healthy even with a little extra body fat. A healthy weight looks different for everyone. Not everyone needs to lose weight. Not everyone needs to change their body fat percentage, but many people begin their healthy lifestyle programs with the goal of losing weight. But in reality, the goal should be to lose fat. Your body weight is made up of lean tissues, like your internal organs, like your muscles. It's possible to lose muscle when you're trying to lose weight overall. The most important thing is to keep your healthy muscle and even grow new muscle while reducing your body fat stores. So how do you accomplish this? The first is food. Food plays a big role when it comes to weight loss, even more important than exercise. And one of the best ways to reduce your body fat percentage is just by watching what you eat. And there are many ways to go about this. The first is to watch your carbohydrates. Your body needs a hormone called insulin in order to store fat. When you reduce your carbohydrates, things like bread and pasta and rice, your body will respond by releasing less insulin. This results in less fat storage. And more importantly, you're actually going to use some of your existing fat stores for energy. The second, focus on vegetables. Not only are vegetables low in calories, but they provide antioxidants and fiber and other plant compounds that can reduce inflammation in your body. Lowering inflammation can also be beneficial when it comes to weight loss. And last, focus on adding protein. Studies have shown that by eating more protein while trying to lose weight, you can help retain your muscle mass and lose fat mass. The second is exercise. Certainly, exercise burns calories, but studies have shown that for weight loss, the calorie-burning effect of exercise isn't as important as its full-body benefits. So mixing cardio exercises like walking and swimming with resistance exercises like weightlifting can help you achieve full-body improvements while maintaining muscle mass. And the last is lifestyle. While weight loss always seems to be about food and exercise, your lifestyle is really important and can affect your ability to lose weight easily. Focus on reducing stress. Focus on improving the amount of high quality sleep you get. If you're feeling good every day, 
you're going to feel motivated, you're more likely to achieve your goals. So the bottom line when it comes to measuring your body fat, these bioimpedance analysis devices like the Rempo Smart Scale, the InBody Scales, they can be great at tracking and trending, but there is no point in measuring something if it's not done accurately and consistently. What you're doing is simply getting a number for the fun of it, which admittedly can be fun, but it may not truly reflect your body's composition. Don't get me wrong. Body fat matters for many reasons, and they're not all bad. As I mentioned earlier, body fat plays an essential role in keeping us healthy and storing nutrients and protecting our organs. That being said, too much of certain types of body fat, especially those around the middle section of your body, are harmful. And these have been linked with chronic health conditions like heart disease and type 2 diabetes. There's no single number or single test that's going to help you measure fat accurately. More importantly, there's no test that's going to capture your whole health picture. Get a DEXA scan if you're interested in some of these deeper body composition metrics. But overall, eat well, move regularly, sleep, look after your mental health, avoid smoking, avoid excess alcohol, and take some time, see your healthcare provider for regular checkups, and the rest will follow. I hope this helps shedding some light on body fat percentages and how to calculate and measure them. Until next time, stay active, stay fit, keep moving. Here at The Backstory, we've got your back. Thanks for listening to The Backstory. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and review The Backstory on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play Music. And feel free to share this podcast on social media or even your own website or blog. This podcast is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not in intended to be a substitute for medical advice. To learn more about Dr. Singh and his clinical research, please follow him on social media. You can also sign up for his newsletter by going to www.rickysinghmd.com. That's R-I-C-K-Y-S-I-N-G-H-M-D.com. dot